This week, we take up jobs to explore a new world from a developer with support from the studio behind the Final Fantasy series. Plus, we go where no man has gone before. A gotcha-style game without the in-app purchases? It's Friday, August 20th, 2021. Time to insert a token to play. Hello and welcome to Insert Token to Play. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player too, my little brother James. How are we doing, Jimbo? I'm doing good. It's good to be back talking games with you again. I agree. Yeah, scheduling mishaps and poor timing on my part. It's it's good to be back. It's all right. It gave us an extra week to play some games, and you know it can't hurt. Right, and uh, let's let's see if that paid off. Right. So our, our first game this week we played was Various Daylife from Square Enix, mostly supporting what I assume was Doki Doki Grooveworks. In the year 211 of the Imperial Era, a new continent was discovered. Explore its every last corner as a colonist while living your life to the fullest in the city of Arabia. How'd you enjoy your time as a colonist? I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Uh, I had the opportunity to do some travel for work, so I had a lot of playing time. Yes, you did. And I found myself playing this game a lot. It was really nice. The controls of like having it be like a phone-style control game versus other games where you flip it. The like style of the game where... Uh, you know, you could easily play it with one hand, we'll say, you know, and there was some story. It was semi-open world. You know, I, like I said, I ended up playing it a lot. Which is great. I love it because when we were trying this out last time, I was so confused that it didn't flip sideways like it did. I found in the settings you could turn it horizontal. Oh, really? Yeah, so you just had to go looking for it. Yeah, that, that design just made me think that it was originally designed for, like, the Nintendo 3DS or something like that, where it had the two screens set oh, up. yeah. And so that's why I was thinking about that. But you're right. Those controls were super simple and easy to play with. And as I kept playing, I still found myself really enjoying how they laid out the map in the main area and how everything looked. I liked how when you moved through the like the the town and the plains and other stuff, mostly when, we'll say, in the villages and town, even though you're kind of scrolling right, it would actually turn corners through the town, so right. it still felt three-dimensional. And I will also say when you go on to the, like, the plane quests and the other stuff, that you could actually double the speed when they're walking. I don't know if you noticed that. But I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah, you could make them walk a lot faster, which to me I enjoyed because it got to the action more, mm -hmm. especially during those phases where there's not really much story. Okay, right. so now... When we started playing together, you had a certain career type. Did you start over to like get a different career, or did you stick with it? I started over, because I, I figured I needed to actually read what was happening, so I understood a little bit more of the story. And I think I made a couple of different choices, which also led me to learn that charisma wasn't actually making people like me more. It was like magic defense. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, that's kind of a bummer that I was so excited for that. But the hardest part for me is like starting as the warrior. I didn't go for any of the like warrior answers, I feel like. So my traits were way off right away until I could start getting the other jobs. I started as a warrior and I had all the traits of what you would expect for I a warrior. I fully expected that. Right. Which, you know. I want I want a battle. Yep. So getting into the battles, 
I have to ask, is the whole change, chance, you know, um, is that something common in these type of games? I have never seen it before, and I think I want to applaud them for coming up with something so unique. It's just so different, and it feels very fulfilling when you get that that chain hit that does so much extra damage. I, I really noticed it, even on the first walkthrough, on that first exploration, when you get to that final boss, and it makes such a difference. Instead of hitting for, like, four, suddenly you're hitting for, like, 75. And I'm like, okay, I understand the value of this a little bit more. I just need to understand how to get there a little bit better. Right. I, I thought it was so cool also, and... Being that I don't play a lot of these style games, I just wasn't sure if I've just been missing out. What was really nice, though, is it it almost forced you to use different type of skills and try to put stuff in order and focus on, you know, who you're attacking, how you're attacking. It, it forced you to do some strategy versus some of these type of games where you literally just throw your best move at them every time. Constantly, yeah. And even how, like, you do, like, a fire damage, right? You do the fire change. And then certain moves, when you attack them, then you actually become yes. engulfed in fire. So it wasn't, it actually had like a reaction to the player. Just kind of putting that all together into a battle system, especially something where that style is pretty well known. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a pretty big change, in my opinion, and I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I'm a huge fan of the turn based style, too. Like, I wish there was a little bit more control of like pushing people back or delaying instead of just everyone gets a turn and then we're going to restart and everyone gets a turn again. Uh, I, I never like that because I think it really belittles the, what speed could be in terms of some sort of combat. But yeah, having the flexibility and the different effects, really having different things, thinking about days as a stun was really cool to make people skip their turns. That was super powerful against those bosses, I found. I really, really appreciated the variety how much of the like going on the quest with like your guild we'll say quote unquote versus just like doing jobs and the reason i asked is because when i first started playing i was just doing a ton of jobs and i'm like this game is not for me (laughs) but once i got into like the quests we'll say that's all i wanted to do and i had a lot of fun with it and that's where the story comes also it's true so this is where you're going to learn that i diverge very differently from you i only played this game for about two hours okay Uh, i i was tired of it as soon as it came up so i wanted more time to do jobs because i wanted to be able to build my character up more but i kept getting interrupted you know bruno wanted to go to the bar and hang out again (laughs) (laughs) i'm like like, i got work to do man i got to get a little bit stronger a little bit better So that way, when I go on the field, I have a really easy time with this. And so for me, that exploration thing, like you're saying, the combat was definitely the more interesting part of the game. The characters, I thought, were great and made for a nice experience inside the city. Like, Bruno, for me, is hilarious. I loved having him (laughs) with me at all times. Right. But, yeah, having those constant interruptions of, like, hey, it's time to go and build your life. I'm like, I don't want a life. Right. Questing is my life. That's my life. The two negatives I had for this, one, I found that I like muted the game, especially whenever there is dialogue, because uh-huh. I just couldn't stand the wah, 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 wah kind of deal. Yeah. Second, playing on an airplane, <laughs> and I want to put it down, you can't save it no. without internet. Oh, really? It would not let me save it without internet. Oh, that is a bad thing. So I lost an hour on my plane ride. Right, I, not that I didn't enjoy playing it, but that totally made it hard to like 
want to pick it up after. Right, especially since those exploration things, you know, it's easy to pick this game up in 10 to 15 minute increments, but still that's four or five quests out there or jobs that you're doing. Yeah, that that would be a hard setback, especially because it's not a necessarily captivating story to really get you to want to play through it again and again. And at double speed, Jimbo. And, and at double speed. And you've been playing at double speed. <laughs> All the more reason. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, that that was one of the things that just kind of lingered with me was uh, just a lot of things felt very tedious and like a little nitpicky and how do you do things like equipping gear, or how your stamina would run out, or doing all the little tasks over and over again, or building relationships. Like, I just, I didn't enjoy having to do all of those things, and I felt like they were all very necessary to make myself be able to advance and to enjoy the game at the fullest. Yeah, I can understand that. For me... I just saw it as necessary of like, this is what I got to do to be able to quest better. Yeah. So it became less of a chore. And plus sitting on a plane, there's nowhere to go. There was. Right. But I, I totally get what you're saying. And I could see where if you have limited play time, what do you want to do? Do you want to do jobs or do you want to maybe look at some other game? Yep. Yep. And, and that's kind of where I lived. And it's not because I had limited play time. I didn't play much. It's just I just fell off of this one. I do have to say, though. That one of the things that sticks with me is as we finished those explorations and got through the bosses, like the times that I was successful, like felt really good mm-hmm. because it felt like it was very challenging in a lot of times to figure out the combat system correctly, the food to bring with, or when to use skills and when to kind of save your your magic. And having those moments of of major success really made me feel like, yeah, I I, I'm, I might know what I'm doing. So overall, I, I'm benching this one. I, I have no interest in coming back to it. I felt like there was just a lot of pieces that weren't fully thought out enough. And I, I'd honestly say this game was able to exist because it came to an Apple Arcade platform where it wasn't dependent on sales, but it's here for subscriptions and it was good enough to go. Gotcha. I mean, I can totally get what you're saying. I agree with you in the sense that Will I probably pick this up again? Probably not, because like you talked about, it's a little tedious. But I will say that if you're a fan of this style of game, it's definitely worth throwing maybe an hour at it Mm -hmm. just to kind of see some of those different mechanics that they introduced. Um, As someone who, like again, if you appreciate that style, it's just those little details of how they change the engine and battle system that I think you'll get some joy out of it but you're probably not going to have one of those long-lasting type experiences. And there's plenty of game to this. I think I was reading online, it's like 30 to 40 hours to really get through the whole storyline. So you kind of have to be committed. And so I'm glad that you had a very different experience than I did of really enjoying a lot of it because I I think that shows that sometimes you just have the, the wrong time for it or it just doesn't hit the right person and there's someone out there for it. Right. Yep. Sounds good. Game number two, Star Trek Legends from Tilting Point. Engage in an epic storyline for control of the mysterious Nexus and the fate of the universe as players step into the role of their favorite Star Trek heroes and villains in a team-based RPG. John, I have to ask, are you much of a Trekkie? I am not a Trekkie. I'm not either, so... The growing dad was a Trekkie. I did not know that. Yeah, dad 
so growing up i would we'd watch some star trek shows i, I mean trekkie might be a strong word but i think <laughs> i would say he's probably watched more trek than he has star wars that's probably true so you know i know he had like the movies and we watched them so playing through this game i knew a lot of the characters i knew a lot of the stories and with the remakes of the movies you kind of got re-energized and i enjoyed the like remakes of it what I'm curious is I know that you played a very similar style game with the Star Wars. Yes. Which, again, ironic Star Wars, right? <laughs> uh, so how, how did it compare for you? Um, it was a much more positive experience for me in a lot of ways. Uh, I loved the lack of needing to spend money or manage resources. The fact that I could sit down and play as much of this game as I wanted to through was incredible. As John mentioned, I played Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I also ventured into Marvel Strike Force. I played a Looney Tunes style game like this. <laughs> that one was bizarre, but had a lot of potential, All let right. me tell you. <laughs> and I'm sure there's at least one or two more that I've tried like this. I just really enjoy this game style. There's a lot of reward for me, which is obviously what this game style is supposed to do because as you advance things get better you get new people that's the whole gotcha system where like you get that random luck of can i get the best thing or the character that i'm looking for but without having to spend the money it was so refreshing to be able to move through and get everything and just advance at my own pace i absolutely love that the the downfall of this one is compared to the other ones it just felt underdeveloped uh you know the guild system wasn't working correctly at launch and they've they've since updated that to make that better improve the pvp systems okay but again had some flaws and some design choices but the story was great the cast of characters was super expansive for a launch which i thought was incredible and there is a lot of variety you didn't have to just use the same top four you could build a team out of a lot of ways and once you get far enough it was really really good so again, I don't play a lot of these style of games. No. You know, you're forcing me out of my bubble a little bit, but that's not a bad thing. So I, I agree with you. The story, it was intriguing. It was a little different. I liked how you would go and you would get into these rooms and are you going to hack this? Are you going to like try to revive this or turn this on? Or, you know, it would change the storyline a little bit. So where you would go. So that made it interesting for me. Uh, the mat, the battling got interesting when they started introducing like the sh like the shields we'll say like the where you kind of had like a barricade in a yep. sense um you know i have a little bit of experience with these games so mixing up like the taunting and the healing and the powering up of your characters tar like do you target their strongest person and just kind of that mix up was really good one thing i made a mistake of early is i basically sent all my people on a shell mission <laughs> and didn't really realize like oh i can't play for 12 hours because it was early enough in the game where i literally had three people and i just said like on your way and i'll see you tomorrow i guess so that was that was honestly why we talked about the first game how i got to play that one a lot because i was like oh what's the shuttle thing and i sent him on a shuttle and i'm like i literally can't play this game anymore i have no one left yeah the shuttle was a cool mechanic i thought because i haven't seen that in other games before really like this and having the ability of like i'm just gonna keep on training up other characters but keep my main core until i go to bed and want to rest them for eight hours i thought that was neat but i did the same thing when i first started too because i'm like what does the shuttle mission mean right you know fortunately right away when i started it was like a 10 minute shuttle mission so i got to walk away but once you got up to that hour it was really easy to lose them right yeah it was it was not i did not luck out with the 10 hour mission but i like you said you could just keep playing and you could keep playing and, and there's i've had i played similar games where like you you mentioned before 
you know, buy this to get more energy or, hey, in an hour you'll be able to play. And it's like, what? That doesn't keep me intrigued. I want to keep playing. Honestly, what I want that next character, if I'm going to spend money, like I might get that character I really want. I never seem to be able to pull, like I pulled a couple rares, but I never really got that super rare. Like, oh, you know, you want one like Captain Kirk or something like that. I never got anyone like that. Did you end up getting anyone special? I did, but there, there's probably a distinct difference in the amount of hours we played because I played this once the game launched. Like this, this was the reason for me to get away from the Star Wars game. The Star Wars game had me scheduling a lot of things in my life of like at this time I'd like to be playing this game, whereas the Star Trek game was like, oh whatever, like mm. I can I can do this at any point in time. So this this was my uh, addiction recovery, I guess you could describe <laughs> it as. And I don't think anyone who's played a game like Star Wars Galaxy heroes can can understand that one and so having that flexibility was great because then i could really work to get all the characters so i i ended up with about 61 characters Ooh, by the time boy. i was done so yeah. yeah i had a pile of legendaries a lot of people were getting close to 90 or 99 in the levels um and i was i was really building up what i felt like was a good diverse team wow so yeah I'm, i might have a few extra characters on you that i'm like oh man i love playing with captain kirk and, Right, yeah. I'll, we'll say less than 60 for me. I'll just keep it at that. I, I definitely did not. I mean, I feel like I played it a good amount, especially having that extra week like we mentioned. Yep. But not 66. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a sucker for these collector-style games. <laughs> I guess so. And I, I love, you know, I asked you early on if you're a Trekkie, and neither of us really have, but it, it sparked an interest for me. And I think that's one of the best things that I can say to the developers of this is they did a good job with balancing a lot of characters that made it playable. And I'm like, oh, which series are they from? Or maybe I should think about watching The Next Generation and kind of seeing how these people come into play. Or I've started watching Voyager, so Captain Janeway is someone familiar to me. And I'm like, yes, I'm glad she is a good character in this game so I can really appreciate her in the show and in this game. Star Trek in general, to me, there's vast worlds, there's vast people. And as you mentioned, they kind of allowed for all the different genres if you want to say of star trek because they're drastically different so you could argue they're genres being able to mix them all together honestly just made it more fun it did you know because you kind of know people from each of the different groups and the different even species is kind of a funny word to say but you know you think about mixing in the different types of people that they introduce and you know it it definitely did like what are they from i want to learn more about them and what is that world and it just the adventure of it, which is what really Star Trek is. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good note for how the gameplay worked, how they created an environment where it worked that you could bring a bunch of people together from different eras. So you had the Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery that could go hang out with Captain Picard from the Next Generation. Like it, it didn't matter; you could do whatever you wanted. I wish I understood the mechanic of like the bridge. Yeah. Area. As someone who spent enough time to get 60-plus characters, <laughs> yes. I'm sure you spent time on the bridge. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, so that was, that was another cool mechanic. I don't know if it worked right away either when the game launched, but I, I think they've since fixed that. But basically, what you do is you assign characters to their roles on the bridge. So you know, you choose your captain, your first officer, someone who's the medical officer, basically all the positions that you see if you do watch a Star Trek show. And based on who you put there, they gave attributes to help your away team as you went through missions. So they might get a little bit more health or a little bit more damage um, or other things that were included in there. 
Uh, I don't know what else. Oh, like glancing chance, which was a chance to not take direct damage, I think was one of those things. There, there were a lot... There was a lot in this game. You know, it's interesting because at the beginning I said it was missing some components and there were some things that I would like to see, but at the same time they had a lot in there. And if you hadn't been exposed to this style of game, it could have been really overwhelming. You know, but that was cool to be able to set up a bridge to to finish that answer of seeing all these characters interacting in fun ways and putting whoever you wanted in certain positions was neat. Uh, But I want to get back to that overwhelming gameplay because I imagine there are some things in combat where you're like, I don't even know what this does sometimes when it kind of throws out there. And there were a lot of things that I didn't understand right away either. Like, what was the purpose of stealth when you could still get shot at? Right. Yeah, no, that's that's perfect. You know, clicking and trying to like, what does that do again? Like, I kind of remember this icon or the one, hey, you stand down. Yeah. Like why like okay i can just blast you or i can tell you to stand down i i found myself just straying away from that stuff because for the most part i could just strong arm my arm through them once i figure out the power-ups and the taunting between those mechanisms i could probably get through it but i don't know was there was there a specific skill that maybe i was missing out on Maybe. And I think it depended kind of on the team you were building. So you were talking about stand down. That was the the morale mechanic. And so if you got a character to a minus four morale, they just wouldn't fight and they just disappear. And oh. so you had to work on that. So like the stand down from Burnham would do one or two morale down, working your way towards getting them to four. A nice way to get rid of like a high end boss or something without having to deal all the excessive amount of damage. But you need enough people who can stack that ability then. So that's where you need to figure out how you're building your away team. I was probably more interested in morale up on my side because when you got morale up, that meant there was a chance for you to assist when other players or uh, other characters did damage. And so then you could really help blow some people up. I feel like that would be more your style. I would agree. And <laughs> I, you know, the morale down thing, I mean, that's a great strategy. I, I remember trying it, and it's like nothing happened, and I just kind of moved on. Yeah, they they made you learn it. I remember one of the tutorial missions, because they gave you someone who's like minus three morale, and then you could give them the last tick, and then they'd head out of there. But there was just so much going on in those first levels that they, I think, slowing down and really introducing a lot more of those mechanics uh, more intentionally could have been really helpful for a new player to this kind of gameplay. Or even with just one person. Yeah. Because you didn't really understand the effect because at that point you had two or three people with you. Yep. And they had two or three people with you. You didn't really get what was the benefit of this. That's true. Versus, again, I just want to not set to stun and see what happens. (laughs) And you're blowing that phaser up. So, (laughs) yeah, so that's why I found myself really enjoying playing with Captain Kirk and uh, Uhura because both of them were pretty fast, and their first move that they would generally do would increase the morale of your teammates as well as either defense or attack up as well. So it was a really nice boost to the team and could really get you rolling quick. I would have found it interesting... For the levels where they did have some type of shield or rock or, you know, depending on the world you're on. Yeah. If you could actually set the position of your people. I agree so much because I didn't care. You know, Worf was the first tank that we got. I used Mm -hmm. him a whole bunch. I'm like, I don't care if he's behind cover or not. He's going to take the shots. Like, it's nice if he's behind cover and taking the shots because he's not taking damage. But someone like... um, um, McCoy, McCoy, the first healer yep. you get, it's like he needs to be safe because he's a little squishy and squishy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so true, but squishy. <laughs> yeah, you think about putting Worf behind a bar- blockade, putting in taunt, and then giving him a power up 
like you're almost protecting the squishy yeah a little bit but i think again i want to tuck my healers away over here and you can save me later yeah and it was irritating too how like it, it was never consistently in the same spot so if you went from mission to mission it's like oh you had cover this time but not this time even though you might want it and even worse if you lost a member and their spot was supposed to have the cover there would just be cover sitting there it's like someone go use it right if you were actually in battle you know no no i don't need that yep no if that's where michael was supposed to be but she's gone <laughs> that's good i like that yeah so always always, always depressing <laughs> so Overall, I think we have 60 plus is the answer. But. I, I haven't played it uh, beyond refreshing myself with this for a while, actually. And that's that's thanks to you and I exploring a lot of other games. But if there is a lull in gameplay for me, I can easily find myself back to playing this game, knowing that I have that good start already in a lot of things i'll have to relearn a lot of the mechanics again and figure out which team comp i liked i know i liked using seven of nine even though she was really slow i know jordy laforge was good but i'd need a i'd need a good refresh around a lot of things but i i can easily see myself picking up this again i think they did a really nice job on this gameplay and i cannot stress enough i love that there's no cost associated with it <laughs> though there are definitely times where i'm like i could just throw a couple bucks to get a little bit of extra help with my item upgrades or something right or i'll watch a video or oh, something just yes. i'll choose don't force me to watch it i'll push the button and you can give me some something yes right give me just something please <laughs> I need my fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're hooked, man, aren't you? <laughs> I there's a lot there's a lot of mechanics that even just talking with you now that I was aware of, but I didn't fully grasp where I see myself playing a little bit more to kind of round out the game for me, we'll say. Kind of introduce myself to some of those different things that probably would expand my experience. I, I enjoyed it. You honestly got me thinking that I should try that Star Wars game, just being more Star Wars-esque. But I definitely want to invest more time in this game just to, again, round out the experience, get a little bit more comfortable with the other mechanics. I didn't actually try any of the PvP stuff, mostly because I probably would have got smashed because I don't know how they do with ranking. You'd be surprised. So PvP isn't live. It's you fight a, a computer battle of using someone else's team, but they always get to go first if you're using the same character is the only thing you have to figure out. So you just got to oh. figure out your team that works, but you're actually fighting the computer. There's no live component. Oh, okay, gotcha. Especially if this game's been out for a while. That's, that's always my fear in a PvP game where you kind of got into it late. Yeah. Like, am I already so far out of league that I don't have a chance, which might still be the case, but... That's just one of the things that I didn't get a chance to try that I just wanted to venture more time into. Yeah, and there's nothing to lose from losing in PvP matches in this game, really. Like, you might fall back and rank a little bit, but whatever. Yeah, you know, again, it's you know it's the fun of it. Exactly. That's what you got to make these games. So to me, this is the other one, you know, we were kind of, uh, this one, I was like, pick it up. Yep, totally worth it, especially if you have tried this game. And if you haven't, this is a really good gateway into it to know what you're getting into and understand how you can get places. Completely agree. All right, time to roll the randomizer and see what games we'll get our first impressions of before playing a little bit longer next week. 
Yes, so we're going deep down oh, the list. Oh, man. So we're going to try a game called World of Demons from Platinum Games. All right. I like the sound of that already. I actually think I already have this one downloaded with ambitions to play it at some point, which means I've heard really good things about this, not to set the bar too high. Right. I was going to say, be careful. World of Demons. Oh, wow. It looks kind of cool already. It's got that kind of like comic booky yeah. type, you know, colorization to it. And what's that app description say about it? Known for their console action, PC, uh, Bayonet series. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, Spirit of Japanese Forklord. Players will assume the role of a samurai leading an army of yokai minions. Did I say that right? I couldn't tell you. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> as they embark on a mission against evil. Just go with it. Yeah, go um, on. The game is set in a beautiful environment inspired by traditional Japanese artwork with gorgeous stages. Uh, along the way, you'll meet samurai allies. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. So far, like I said, it looks kind of cool. Single player. Oop, controller support. Nice. Three gigabytes, Jimbo. Whew. This is a big one. This has been sitting on my phone now for a while. <laughs> just taking up space, ready to go. But, I mean, just looking at the screenshots. Oh, look. So, playing the Mac, Apple TV. To me, this already looks like a game I might do on my Apple TV. It does. It looks so pretty. I, I, I'm i with you. This comic book style is looking nice. Uh, this this makes me think so. I started watching my first like true anime show this past month. I've been watching a show called My Hero Academia, and so I, I've anime for me has always just been like Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh. When I was younger, I'd watch that, and that was the style I knew. I had friends who'd watch like the Dragon Ball series, and so I watched occasional with them, but never got hooked. And so I, I gave that a try, and now I see this. I'm like, this is really cool. I kind of in, am enjoying seeing a different style of creation. Uh, and then especially as I'm looking ahead with the Star Wars Vision series coming up from Disney that is also mm-hmm. in the anime style, I'm like, I got in at the right time, and I think this is proof that I'm, I'm I'm finding my right way. I've always loved the art of it, but I've never really found a storyline other than, like you said, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And my son is at that age where he's into Pokemon right now, so like we we rewatched all the original ones, and oh, that's been kind of fun. That's and good. I know, like, my wife never thought she would know what a Bulbasaur was. <laughs> so that's been kind of interesting to hear uh, her calling out those things. So that's been kind of fun doing Pokemon Go. But I've always really appreciated the art. I think it's so, like, they do so such a good job. You think about when you watch a movie and it's just like how they film it. And I, I just think all the anime stuff just always takes that into account. It does. So I'm looking forward to having a game that's super themed that way. I mean, if you want to boot yours up, mine is still downloading. So. I suppose you're stuck at three gigs, and my gigs have been done for a while. Tutorial stages will not be playable later. <laughs> my my gigs, what did you just say? My gigs have been... My gigs have been downloaded for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Just, just just going with it, I guess. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, just go with it. Thank goodness, though. They're starting with a tutorial, which looks like it's telling some of the story. Again, it has the artwork on... Uh, what, what would you call that? A tapestry? Yeah. A tapestry, yeah. yeah. I was I was going to say scroll, but tapestry, much better. Yeah, big big scroll. <laughs> yeah. But you can see, they talk about like following Japanese folklore. That's what the tapestry kind of illustrates. Right. And so they're giving us a little bit of the story in the background. 
again with a lot of that cool look. Gosh, that looks really cool. They're, they have a shadowy figure that came out with red eyes and fire to like burn the tapestry. It just looks so pretty. Agreed. There you go. World of Demons. I mean, I guess that was a demon coming up, wasn't I, it? That was my guess. Yeah, yeah. It should have been so obvious. And here I was trying to describe what a demon looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is definitely a story I'll have to come back and pay more attention to in the future. Because I might just jump to some gameplay here if it'll let me skip it. It's, you know, it's much so much fun to listen to us talk about a video, right? Right. <laughs> or a loading screen. Oh, even Ooh. better. Yeah, so it's got like a 3D... All right, so the Basic tutorials. Yep. Tap the attack button. Good. Oh, and there's a dodge button as well. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yep. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. He runs fast once you get going. Hopefully they don't let you run off a cliff. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know we're good for finding a way to do it. <laughs> Woo. So it's a little hack and slashy. Totally hack and slashy. Very colorized. That is cool. And that is super cool. I'm liking that there's a little bit of, like, the predictability behind it of, like, when damage is coming or when something's happening. I think he's trying to heal on that ability. I like that's a little dark, too. Yeah. I think that makes, it just makes all the colors really pop. Yeah, especially those reds as he's swinging his blade. Really looks nice. And he dropped items, which might mean, like, rice balls or weapons. Oh, good. So food to make me stronger. I was going to say rice balls. Oop, new enemy. Ooh. He had a second attack there. I was not ready for that. I'm trying to think of what it was. I had a friend in college who played a game that reminded me a lot of this, um, where it was just a guy like as a big vampire slayer or something going through a lot of these big fights. I'm going to have to look that one up and remember what it was because it just has a very similar vibe for me. I wasn't sure if you were thinking like Devil May Cry. That's it, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought when you were going through this. I was like, this kind of more... Japanese folklore again as promised <laughs> but kind of that same it's like hack and slash but but kind of that style it's it's interesting because as I'm, I'm going through this and kind of mashing a couple of the buttons this feels like an authentic arcade experience for me oh, like okay. my, my left thumb feels like a, a control stick and then my right finger going between the attack and dodge feels like an A and B button as I'm mashing between attack and dodge I am curious if you end up with a controller, though, because I kind of like the very, very first game we played. This type of game, I feel like it'll just be better with a controller. I, but I, I'm always intrigued how they, how they do it on a phone. Yeah. How they manage the controls. I think you're right that a controller will definitely give this gameplay a better, better experience. Hey, I did it. Oh, yeah, uh, so I got created. <laughs> oh. oh, cool. Do, do, do. So I survived my first skirmish. I think I did a pretty good job. Yeah. Well, you didn't die. You nope. didn't fall off anything. I got an S or an SS here. Lots of hits. Is that what it was? I, I'm guessing that's what it is. Good. I, well, I SS. Met my goals. So now they're explaining an enemy to me. Or something. Do, do, oh. do, 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 do. Or maybe, oh, these are the enemies that I fought. So I'm getting a little explanation about them, I'm thinking. And then I'm leveling up a little bit on the result screen. That was really cool. That was actually a very enjoyable fight. Probably because it was an early level one and didn't have too much stress and too many abilities. But I like the idea of how simple that was. 
Yeah, once you get the story, it might make a little more sense, too, versus just jumping right in. But hey, go slash up some demons. At least I assume they were all demons. Yeah, SS. Because <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> so there's some customization here. Looks like you can kind of change which character you're going to win with. So we're oh. going to unlock some other people and play styles. I was going to ask, so you get to pick your character versus like a party, like the other games we played this week. Potentially. It says two samurais, so maybe at some point you'll be able to have like a friend with you. Oh, nice. Because I know it said it was a one player. Yeah. Which like already I look at this and I'm like, this would be a sweet co-op. <laughs> right? Think about where those games where you could have up to four people you'd walk around someone was a wizard so it's like gauntlet legends or something like that right? right like a very like hack and slash like team i think would be kind of neat but i it I does agree it, with you on that one so far it looks fun and like you said like an arcade yeah yeah so i'm not exactly sure how i'm supposed to move forward in this one at this point I think I need to have something with me, but I'm not sure how to make sure I have that with <laughs> me. So uh might have to just pause here just, as I'm going through it and be kind of okay with that. But I do see on the menu that there's opportunities for skirmishes and uh, be able to see a lot of the other details to improve myself along the way. So I think there's a lot of cool potential inside of this menu. Agreed. There's probably good reason that I had this on my phone already as someone suggested it. Now we have the excuse to pick it up and play it. Perfect. That'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. And new this week, we finally launched a Patreon page. If you want to support us on our journey of exploring the whole arcade, you can do so at patreon.com slash ITTP. We're starting a members-only Discord chat and have some other perks, including a monthly live stream with at least me playing one of our games. And speaking of games... On top of World of Demons, we're also going to play Tint. So what games do you think we should look at other than these? You can message us on Instagram. We're at insert token to play. Send us an email at play at insert token to play dot com or join us on Patreon and we can chat on Discord about a whole bunch of games. As always, thanks for listening and have a great weekend.